This is Inside Purple and Gold. Back with Inside Purple and Gold, Jace Frederick, Dane Mizutani here as we are on Tuesday, September 6th, just five days away from the season opener against Green Bay. Like, follow, subscribe, whatever you can do on your favorite platform to make sure that these episodes are coming right to your phone right as they come out. We're going to have a lot of content. Obviously, today, we're going Thursday, we're going to preview Green Bay um, in a couple different ways. And then on Sunday, like hours after the game is done, you will have the recap in your phone ready to listen to. Almost com- either commiserate, celebrate, whatever the case may be with Inside Purple and Gold um, after the Viking season opener against Green Bay. Dane. We just touched on what would be a good season for this team. Now let's get into some individual stuff. Let's get into, I guess, first the head coach, Kevin O'Connell, year one. This is a guy that we talk about like in segment one about the optimism surrounding this team from a national perspective. It sure seems like it's very tightly tied to Kevin O'Connell. Certainly, I think Justin Jefferson as well, but like Kevin O'Connell is the new fixture um, in all of this. And I think it's gone from like apathy to optimism and I understand why, like Kevin O'Connell, certainly the offensive coordinator for a team that just won the Super Bowl, did it largely on with a great offense. And like had Sean McVay retired, there's a good chance Kevin O'Connell would have been the head coach with the Rams. So like that shows what they thought about him. So people are very high on him. Uh, but this is obviously year one. What do you think looks like success for Kevin O'Connell in terms of what he is able to bring to this team? Sure. Okay. This is where I can start to get, I think, into the abstract a little more. I said in segment one, like, if we're talking team-wide, you can't just be like, oh, the vibes are good. It was a good year. I want to get smiles I, per game as a real stat. <laughs> smiles per game. I, I'll tell you what. I think there will be more smiles per game this year under O'Connell than there were under Zimmer last year. So if, if that's a real stat that we're going to start to track, Vikings are going to hit that over easy. They're going to have the most but, exponential growth of anyone in the league. <laughs> um, but when you look at O'Connell, I, I think uh, obviously like – if they don't make the playoffs, I think you can say the first year under O'Connell was not a success. And I guess by definition was a failure. Failure is a hard word to use at, at times with, with, with individuals in their first year. But I think that's like, if you don't make the playoffs in your first year with this loaded offensive roster as the offensive guru that you are praised to be, then it was a failure. So I think that is, it starts and stops there. If Kevin O'Connell does not make the play, if the Vikings do not make the playoffs, this was not a successful year for him. If they do, I, I think to your point last segment, and it feels like ascension, it feels like growth. It feels like the Vikings are building something. I think a lot of that comes down to the culture cultivated by the head coach. I think the joy in the building, like if you're getting guys that need the ball, the ball, like I think there is a joylessness that comes with a guy like Justin Jefferson knowing he's so talented, but the coach refusing to to get him the ball at, at, at the right rate that, that he feels that's on Kevin O'Connell. Now I think it's on Kevin O'Connell to kind of take Kirk cousins from this above average quarterback and maybe make him a good one. You know, I, I think all of these things on the offensive side of the ball are going to dictate what success looks like to him. So I think if you make the playoffs, that's a great start, but I think, as the head coach, as the new offensive genius in town, you need to get the most. You need to squeeze all of the juice out of that orange that is this offense. If we start to see games where you remember the, the offense from last year, where it was all too well starting to get super predictable, it was boring, it was second and long runs, it was third and long, you know, check downs, it was all of these things. Then I think you could start to question Kevin O'Connell. I think 
it ha- you have to show growth, ascension, and just kind of an idea of who you are as a head coach. And I think all of those things can kind of, we'll be able to tell by the end of the year, it takes one year. I think we can pretty much tell, is this guy going to be a good coach? Is he not going to be a good coach? I, I think we'll know by December, January here. Yeah. For me, I think sustainability is a big thing. Um, like, is there consistency with this group? Is it like, do we see growth week to week? Uh, because like, of years past the last couple of years, like the Vikings were such a week in week out different team. Uh, you would think they would win a big game and it'd be like, Oh, okay. Maybe they found something. Maybe like, it could be like that chargers game where it was like, Oh, okay. They were more aggressive offensively here. I think maybe they figured it out. And then two weeks later, they look like the same old team again. Uh, there was, there were steps forward and back all the time. Did it just feel like, okay, they're a little bit better at this. Okay. Now they corrected this. Like, can it just be an actual growth process throughout a season that you're supposed to see? Um, in the NFL over the course of 17 games, um, because that would be something I think that would say, okay, now, as you mentioned, like the culture and just generally an improvement process, like a day-to-day improvement that everybody's searching for. Maybe Kevin O'Connell has set a standard where that can take place. Um, offensively, like, look, they were like middle of the pack, but it felt like it was better than that, but it was like 14th in scoring last year, but that was with Clint Kubiak. Like if Kevin O'Connell with his resume can't come in and at least get this offense to like top eight, then I would say that's a failure um, because there's no reason why it shouldn't take like an astronomical leap if Kevin O'Connell indeed is like one of the better offensive coaches in the NFL. Uh, This should be like a, it should be like Grand Canyon between what the Vikings had and what they should have here moving forward. I'm not necessarily willing to say like Kevin O'Connell is tied to Kirk Cousins because we've seen enough guys with Kirk Cousins, like, and the result looks the same um, as far as what Kirk does specifically. But I just want to see creativity. I just want to see, Hey, does Kirk not have it today? Is he really struggling because there's pressure coming? Um, okay, what what was the adjustment made? Um, and this is this is almost interesting. Like, I want to see the Vikings win a couple games, and this is going to sound very familiar to what I'm going to say when we talk about Kirk Cousins. But I want to see the Vikings win a couple games and score 28 points when Kirk Cousins doesn't play well. Um, you know, and just find other ways to get guys the ball. Maybe it's short passing plays. Maybe it's the screen game. Just like creativity um, from from an offensive mind. To say like, okay, how am I going to compensate because my QB maybe doesn't have it today or isn't giving us what we need today? And and I want to add, and this might kind of tease to our next person that we're going to talk about what does success look like, which is Kirk Cousins. Yep. That's our next guy. But I think part of Kevin O'Connell's success this year is going to be hinged on how he can get through to Kirk Cousins. Maybe he doesn't fix him. Maybe he doesn't change him. And I agree, like, if Kirk is the same old quarterback he was. I don't necessarily think that means O'Connell failed this year, but I I think part of why he was brought in is to be this guy who can get through to him. And there is, there was a quote in training camp that keeps kind of jumping out to me when I think about this team. And it was Kirk cousins early in training camp talking about how, well, I was going through progression during practice earlier today And I said no to this route, no to this route, no to this route. And I finally said yes to this route. And obviously the yes route was a check down. It always is a check down for Kirk, right? He, Kirk Cousins came out and said, Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips offensive coordinator pulled him aside and said, do not say no to that route. That's a yes route. We're throwing that every single time. And I love that. And I, and I hope we can see that kind of shine through during games because one of the biggest 
issues with Kirk Cousins throughout his career has been just he's too safe. He's too conservative. He's unwilling to take the big shot because he's afraid to make a mistake. He's afraid to throw an interception because of the criticism that usually follows when he does. So uh, this is kind of turning into a Kirk Cousins. Tangent. It always does. But I, but I think Kevin O'Connell has a big role in like changing that mentality. Like, yo, let it rip. We got Justin Jefferson. If it's an interception, that's fine. We'll take an arm punt. If, if we're giving our, future hall of fame receiver a chance to make a play and go get a touchdown. Like I think that a lot of that is going to be, you know, kind of hinged on, on can O'Connell get through to Kirk cousins. And if he does, I think like kind of the sky's the limit. I, you know, I don't want to get too optimistic here, but I think if O'Connell can switch a little thing in cousins brain, cause we've talked about, he has the talent. If he can switch the mentality of like, just letting it rip sometimes. And I think, giving him kind of the the license to do so and the the comfort to do so like hey you're i'm fine if you make a, a mistake here i think that that falls on the head coach as well if he can do all of those things this could be really really something special i'm gonna pitch for a rebrand we just we change it to inside kirk and cousins <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, it all, all roads lead back to cousins don't they <laughs> i mean and frankly like i'm gonna make an addendum off what i said this will be a failure for this year for kevin o'connell if he doesn't get through to kirk cousins be- and what I meant to say earlier was like, I'm not tying him to Kirk in that I'm not saying that if Kirk doesn't change this year, that Kevin O'Connell is like a bad coach. I'm going to say sure. though, that that is his primary objective for this season for sure is to do that. And he will have failed and Kirk will have failed both, frankly, if that doesn't happen, but you're right. It does come down to, can you kind of rewire Kirk? Um, and Chad talked about this. So many different guys have come in and failed, uh, but maybe Kevin O'Connell can be the one who figures it out. I love that training camp anecdote. Um, I love pounding the message in in as many different ways as possible. Like take that shot, take that shot. It's all about when the lights are on and it's third and seven and the crowd's loud, like Ken Kirk get himself to do that. Um, That takes a lot of work um, and we'll see if they have gotten to that point. But yeah, I mean like there there's the Kirk angle, there's the general offensive angle. And then there's just, I think like the team culture and progression angle that we've talked about with Kevin O'Connell. And then I just also want to see like, Hey, and this might be rough early on, but by the end of the year, is he doing a nice job in our minds um, with maybe it's aggression on play calling? Is he doing a nice job with timeout usage challenges? Like when, when you go for it on fourth down, like these are things that can win and lose teams games. Like how is he adjusting to that? Does he have maybe an aggressive mindset with a good offense? Um, that makes sense. That's maximizing the Vikings win probabilities. Uh, I want to see all those things as well. And like I said, like week one, week two, that might be tough because his head might be spinning. But by the end of the year, we'll probably know who he is um, and what do we see out of that as well. All right, let's jump into Kirk. And we just talked a lot about Kirk. I know that. Uh, my biggest thing for Kirk, and this sounds a lot like what I said for Kevin O'Connell, but what I want from Kirk is at least one, but ideally two games this year where you can say at the end of the game, the Vikings won that game because of Kirk Cousins. Um, the offensive line maybe was struggling. The defense was horrible, gave up 34 points, whatever the case may be. And the Vikings still pulled it out because Kirk Cousins not only played well, but maybe made one or two plays where you go, wow. And it doesn't have to be like you scrambled around, you know, and made four guys miss and Kyler Murray didn't and threw like a jump ball. Um, it can be like you threw it into a tight window on third and 12 um, and you hit Justin Jefferson between two different guys for a big completion that kept the game winning drive going. And you're like, wow, what a play by Kirk Cousins. What a window. Um, that was the key to winning the game. I think it has to be that. Um, Kirk Cousins, as we've seen, we've talked about the salary, all that stuff before. If he wants to be considered like a great quarterback, you have to do that at least twice a year. 
And that is how the team goes from like good to great is because you steal them a game or two. And frankly, like if you're a top tier quarterback, that shouldn't be too much to ask. That's where he has to grow. Are you capable of stealing something for your team? I'll continue my, my trend of just talking in the abstract because it's what I like to do. Success for Kirk cousins this year looks like bringing a sense of, I keep using the word joy, but like joy back to the offense, right? Because Mike, yes, miles. I want Kirk cousins to bring the most smiles per game that he has at any point in his career. That's success. But no, I'm serious. Like the team joyless under Zimmer, but the offense joyless under cousins throughout his tenure here. Right. That's part of the problem. It's been part of the problem for sure. And, and I, you know, I think back to, the well-documented moment on the sideline between Adam Thielen and Kirk cousins, where Kirk is teaching Thielen how to run routes, even though Thielen at that point in time was, you know, the, this pro bowl receiver that's been there, done that. I think those things get under guys skins. I think, you know, when your franchise quarterback, who's taken up a significant chunk of your salary cap is trying to teach this pro bowl, you know, probably future ring of honor receiver with, with Adam Thielen, how to run routes like that can rub everyone on the offense the wrong way. So I think for cousins, yeah. Do I want to see him have these hallmark signature moments this year, two or three of them? Yeah. I think we, you need to see that because I think to your point, like the Vikings can be a good team. They can be a great one if, if we see those moments, but I think moreover for cousins, like just keep everyone happy. Just make people want to play for you as your as their quarterback on offense give justin jefferson those chances downfield do not like sour like this has the chance this opportunity to be like kind of combustible year because justin jefferson is ready to break out and if kirk cousins isn't giving him the opportunity to do so like you know he's in a contract year he's about to make his money he's about to get like the bag all of it historic right and if kirk cousins is unwilling to throw those routes like if Kirk cousins is missing him downfield, like this thing could go sideways quickly. So I think it's, it's incumbent on Kirk cousins to keep everyone happy. Um, it's always the, the, the job of the quarterback to kind of steady the ship. Um, you know, we, we, we talked about how that's Kevin O'Connell's job. It's, it's Kirk cousins job as well. So if this thing sails smoothly, no bumps, um, and, and we get a couple of those signature moments, I think that would be seen as growth for cousins. That would be seen as success because we haven't had that yet. It's always been a couple Rocky roads here and there. Like, okay, well, is this guy happy? Is this guy happy? Like, okay, well, you know, are, are, is there drama brewing here? I, I think Kirk cousins is so polarizing within the media, but also within a team. Um, I would like to see that kind of go away this year. I would like to see everyone kind of just operate status quo um, and just realize there's a lot of talented guys on this offense if if one guy can get him going, it, it has to be Kirk Cousins. You know, we talk about like a leader and maybe guys rallying around you, but the number one way to get people to believe in you is by you first believing in them. I'm like, it kind of does go both ways. Like if a guy shows trust in you, then you automatically are more likely to trust him. So trust your receivers, trust your offensive line, trust your guys to make plays, you know, like, like what's the best play in the last six, seven years here in, in Minnesota? It's the Minneapolis miracle. It's Case Keenum literally just chucking the ball up and Stefan Diggs mm-hmm. making a great play out of it. Like just give guys a shot, um, especially when you have such talented players. Like it has to just be like, okay, well, here we go. I'm just going to throw it up to this, this guy like Justin Jefferson and because we're in a tight spot and I believe in him to make a play for me. It's not necessarily there, but I think that he is better than 
not only that corner, but that safety who's coming over the top too. Um, I just think Justin Jefferson is better than them. And guess what? If you do that, now Justin Jefferson believes in you because he knows you believe in him. Um, so it, it really can kind of go both ways. And I think that plays like that also like permeate throughout an offense. It does add excitement. Um, it adds joy, as you mentioned. It adds smiles per game. Uh, it, it's a lot of those types of things. Like I, I think it all comes down to that rewiring though. Like it just, it comes down to your brain. Um, and are you willing to take a risk? And that's where it's probably on Kevin O'Connell. Hey, if Kirk Cousins throws a bad pick because he was being aggressive, um, it's got to, he's got to come over to the sideline. You got to be like, Hey, we're okay with that. We're good with that. Yeah. Um, because that's going to work out our way more times than not. No worries. It didn't this time. Um, let's go real quick to the defense. Uh, just a, a minute or two here. What looks like success on the defensive side, and I'll start here. I think it's just like top 16. And like yeah. I mentioned before in our defensive previews, I think it's just that you don't give up like game winning drives in the final two minutes. It's that you make those one or two plays that don't, it's that you are not costing the team games at the end um, in situations where you should not. Now, if you're going to do it to Aaron Rodgers and he's going to go 80 yards in three minutes, that might happen. Uh, but Cooper Rush can't go 90 yards on you like that. That stuff can't happen. And frankly, like you've got to close out far more games than you don't. Yeah, it's simple as that. Just be a top half of the league defense. Don't get blown out. Don't like give your offense a chance. And and yeah, step up big. Step up big in those moments. Uh, I think we've both talked about this defense has the potential to be to sniff the top 10. I don't think you even need to do that to be considered a successful defense this year. I think you just need to not be in the way, which they were time and time again the past couple of seasons. Low bar. We'll see if they can clear it. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, we'll get some of that in this next segment here. Like Dane and I have outlined what we think is success for this team. Now, do we think they can reach it? <laughs> 